This is Fred Ricciani and Scott Anderson of TSC News. We are here to recap all the latest WWE news and take your questions, comments, and concerns live on the air. Scott, what's going on, man? Happy 316 day, Austin 316, March 16th, 2017. Yes, exactly. Uh, happy 316 day to you as well, my friend. Uh, how are things going? Um, they're going all right. You see, I got a little bit of a, a commitment, a new weekly commitment going on that I wanted to tell everybody about before we got started in all the WWE news. And, well, why not bring it up now? Starting next Thursday, March 23rd, live on MNN2, Manhattan Neighborhood Network. If you're in the Manhattan area, Manhattan, New York, you will be able to watch a half-hour version of of TSC News, hosted by yours truly, perhaps featuring Scott Anderson, perhaps featuring our other contributors, Candace Smith and Alan Wu, along with interviews with all your favorite stars. This Thursday, well, technically it is this Thursday. Next Thursday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You see the info on your screen right here. MNN2, if you're not in the Manhattan area, have no fear. Seriously, have no fear because you can watch it live on MNN.org. We're also going to be putting all these episodes on YouTube as well. So if you're not in the Manhattan area, and I know a lot of you obviously aren't, don't worry. You'll still be able to watch all episodes of TSC News right here on YouTube.com slash Sports Courier. But if you do happen to be in the area, it is airing on Verizon Files Channel 34, RCN Channel 83, and Time Warner Cable, or whatever the heck Time Warner Cable's new name is, since they, they got bought out, uh, on channel 56 and 1996. So I'm pumped. I'm excited. This is fun, man. TSC News on NYC TV. Thank you, Scott. And I think we lost Scott there. No, I'm here. I oh. didn't hear anything. I'm sorry. I was You were doing your plug, and I was just kind of listening. Trying not to breathe heavily. I thought I time. thought you were I thought you were gonna chime in. You were gonna, you gonna give us a tagline, give us a big pitch, give people a big pitch to tune in next week for our debut show. You didn't give me the opportunity. I was gonna tell everybody if they're not in the Manhattan area to go online, but you already took care of that for me, so I'm out there. But still, um, you're like you're like one of those people that run in. You're like uh, Dana Brooke with, with Charlotte until she snapped. She always interjects herself. Right? I have much more charisma than that. Okay, you know what? You're like Triple H. You know, you just interject yourself and everything. I, I was, I'm trying, I'm starting a new here. I got a new little setup here. I'm, you know, try, trying a new. I was trying to let you do your thing there for a minute. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Scott, why should people watch TSC News on MNN and MNN.org? Did you get that out right? MNN. MNN. Yes, I know. We watch too much wrestling. WWE Tag Team Champions. Yeah, we watch too much wrestling. Well, let's see. There are some great interviews with. AJ Styles, Booker T, just to name a few. Uh, Fred's going to have a whole lot of content, uh, not just recaps, a little bit more in-depth analysis as well. So definitely something to uh, keep an eye on. And set your DVRs as well, because that's always a good way to watch it if you can't watch it live in the Manhattan area. Yes, or you, you could watch On Demand again on MNN.org or right here on YouTube. We'll also be uploading a podcast version of the show, but... Just wanted to get that out of the way. Very excited for that. The first episode is going to be more of a kind of a best of show. So if you're somebody new to this YouTube channel or new to watching MNN, you'll learn a little bit about our past wacky experiences in the world of professional wrestling. 
And then going forward, we'll do some cool features and interviews. As far as recaps go, not going to be a recap-heavy show for the most part. But we'll still be doing recaps right here on YouTube and SoundCloud. So just wanted to get that out of the way. Thanks, everybody, for support and helping us get to this point. Now, let's get to the point where we're at in WWE land. WrestleMania 34. Just a couple weeks away. WrestleMania 33, Fred. Actually, yeah, WrestleMania 33. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about 34 yes, in a little bit. Yes, we are. We are going to talk about 34. Thank you. Thank you for, for correcting me there. Although so, technically, a hundred and two weeks is kind of like a couple weeks away, so you know. Yeah, so we have a potential WrestleMania thirty four main event, but let's talk about WrestleMania thirty three first. Undertaker versus Roman freaking Reigns is official for WrestleMania thirty three. Not sure if it's going to be the main event. Not sure if it's going to be Undertaker's retirement, but it is a big matchup. Roman Reigns, no doubt, is going to be the heel going in, but. At the moment, he's still a babyface. Scott, your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I mean, Roman's definitely the heel. There's no doubt about it. He cut a heel promo on Raw. He's going to win the match. We, we've pretty much established this back in November. So that's going to happen. We'll see how the crowd reacts to it. It's, n- it's not going to be fun. Uh, the match itself could be interesting, I guess, depending on how healthy The Undertaker is. I agree, and by the way, my cat kind of snuck in here. I don't think I'm going to bring him on the screen because he's just kind of lurking around. My my orange cat, Chippy. I was wondering, I was like, what's tapping on my mic? What's tapping on my mic? And he was just rubbing against it. Somehow he, he snuck into my little home studio here, and I may, I may have to get him out. But I, th- I think we'll be okay for now. But uh, if, if you're not familiar with my cats, go on Instagram, follow him. Uh, Chip and Pap, that's short for Chipotle, a.k.a. Chippy, and Paprika. They are brother and sister. They're, they're not quite as popular as Natty's cat, but, you know, we're working on it. Yeah, they're not quite as popular as Two Paws, but they are getting there. So if you're wondering where that tapping was before, yeah, that was, that was Chippy acting a fool. But I, I actually think Undertaker could win. I think he could win. I think I, he could win, but when he cut that promo back on SmackDown a while back when he said, you know, WrestleMania will not define who I am. I know at the time, I guess it was supposed to be John Cena and Undertaker, but I mean, to me, that kind of says I'm not winning at WrestleMania this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if the idea is to make Reigns the, the top, top guy, it makes sense for him to win. But at the same time, maybe they want to have Undertaker beat Roman Reigns. And then once again, Roman Reigns has his redemption story. Once again, oh. Roman Reigns has to overcome the odds. And maybe that will lead to Undertaker beating Roman Reigns and then facing John Cena at SummerSlam like you talked about. Maybe. I mean, I have a, I have scenarios for that match, which I don't like, which would have Roman going full heel, which, you know, would have to have him go into SmackDown and have the Usos interfere and do a whole stable like we've talked about before. That would be I actually that pretty would be cool. A good idea. But there's there's the, the plans for next year, which we can talk about all right let's let's just bring it up now yeah but that's uh, a whole year away so you can do a lot of different things but yeah but we've also had two years of boo and they're Three still yes and they're still trying to make roman reigns the next john cena despite the fact that all metrics tell them nope you see according to the wrestling observer wrestling observer newsletter wrestlingobserver.com dave Meltzer, roman reigns as a babyface versus universal champion Brock Lesnar as a heel is pegged for WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. 
which means that if Vince McMahon stays stubborn, sticks to his guns, if Roman Reigns doesn't fail another drug test, we could be getting Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns once again getting booed out of the building. Now, a lot can happen in a year, 13 months away. A lot can happen. But Roman Reigns failed the drug test, still maintained his main event spot. Which, hey, you know what? He's, he's an awesome worker. That's fine. Whatever. He did his time. He, he got fined. He lost money. Uh, but I'm a little worried, Scott, because there's a couple of things to, that can happen. One, they could just intend on putting Roman Reigns in the WrestleMania main event and also push other stars like Finn Balor and Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens and uh, other guys, Seth Rollins, who, Dean Ambrose, whomever, and then... They could just happen to put Roman Reigns in the main event despite the fact that other guys that are pushed similar to him are just more over. Or they could do what they've kind of sort of started to do, which I think is really bad, and that's marginalize other guys who could potentially surpass Roman Reigns in favor of making Roman Reigns look better than everybody else. We saw a small example of that with Braun Strowman. And granted, Braun Strowman is still a heel. But he's a guy that's been getting some babyface reactions. I think he's a guy that if you, if you turned him face and protected him the right way, had you not beaten him, I think he could be the top face on the roster right now that's full-time. He's got that kind of potential. He's gotten a lot better in the ring. And instead, he's going to face Strowman on Raw. There's a chance he may lose again. And who knows what the hell is going to happen with him after that. Um, you have Finn Balor, who, who's back now, but are well, they going to... Nah, he's not on TV yet, though, so let's keep True, but on, on the house show. Back. Yeah, well, on the house show. Well, he, one or two house shows. Yeah. He's technically back, and he's a guy that's going to be pushed at a high level, but is he going to be pushed at the same level he was when he originally beat Roman Reigns last year? I don't know. That's going to be hard to earn Vince's trust back because he is a smaller guy. We know how Vince is with smaller guys, with guys with accents, with guys from different backgrounds. And the fact is that the guy got injured. He's also not Vince's guy. He's Triple H's guy. Well, you know, funny you say that, though, because I heard a rumor or read a rumor that he could go heel with the Triple H, Owens, and Samoa Joe stable. Now, we know that Seth Rollins and Triple H are going to have some type of altercation at WrestleMania. So what if you have where, you know, because right now Joe doesn't have a match on that card either. So you have Joe come out, him and Triple H are beating up Seth, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, here comes Finn Balor. You know, he's got the demon walk, all that. And he turns on Seth. And then you could set up the Seth and, and Balor, just like you had, you know, before uh, Balor got hurt. And, and you know, Finn goes heel and has that little stable there. Triple H, we don't want on TV every week. We don't need that. So you have those three guys as a stable. Why not do that? Why not hold off Finn until WrestleMania and have him come back that way? Or just have him come back and help Seth. Why not? That would be cool, and that would make sense because, you know, he'd, he'd forgive Seth for hurting him. Sure. Although in WWE land, they just write that off anyway. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they, they could do that. But, man, I don't know. I have a feeling they're going to try to marginalize other guys, and they're not going to push him at the level of Roman. And it's one thing to protect Roman. It's another thing to protect Roman and not protect other guys. Now, they did something similar with Cena at one point in his career, but there's a difference. When they were doing that with Cena and sacrificing a lot of these young guys like Wade Barrett and such, they still had the likes of Edge. They still had a younger Chris Jericho. 
They still at times had Dave Batista. They still had Rey Mysterio. They had Daniel Bryan. They had CM Punk. You don't have guys like that anymore. You do, but they just don't push them correctly. Yeah, you okay, have okay. Dean Ambrose. You have you great. Have yeah, okay, guys, okay, okay. But, you have great workers, but you don't have great workers who are over enough where they're at the point where they're kind of bulletproof. You had a lot of bulletproof guys back in the day when they were really protecting Cena. I mean, Edge got to a point where he was bulletproof, where you no matter what you did, you're not going to bury Edge. You know, Shawn Michaels, same thing. Triple H, same thing. Chris Jericho. But that's also because they're so focused on Roman that they don't care about anybody else, and that's the issue. I think they care, but they don't care as much. I, I don't right. think it's fair I mean, to say yes, they don't care. Course. Yeah. No, I don't, but, yeah, but yeah, exactly. I mean, they care. They want to get guys over and, you know, some urchin, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, they want to have these guys, of course, perform, but to them, it's all about Roman. We have to get him over. The fans have to love him. He's the next John Cena because we don't have another guy. And it just keeps going in that cycle. I mean, you see Sami Zayn, for instance. You know, he he got pushed for a couple weeks because Jericho was out and Seth was hurt. Now he's back to nothing. You know, back to where he was. And you know, Dean Ambrose is doing what he's doing on SmackDown after he lost the title. And really, their top, their next top baby face is AJ Styles, who's right now a heel. Yeah, so. they they don't really have a real top face that's that's full time right now. Outside of Roman Reigns, that, that's. Protected very well. I mean, I guess Finn Bauer once he comes back because he's undefeated and he was actually protected for a short time. He was on the main roster, but it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens here. Are they gonna be open minded enough where say a guy like Finn Bauer, if he gets more momentum, if he gets more well, he's definitely gonna be cheered more than Roman throughout the year, but if they see that he's selling merchandise and, and that he's really catching fire, would they go with Finn Bauer over Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania? I don't know that. And, and they're also in a weird position, too, because they're pushing a lot of older guys. Like, Finn Balor's not a young guy. I think he's about to turn 36 if he's not 36 already. Nakamura is 36 if he's coming up from NXT, which it looks like he probably will. So you have Nakamura, who's already in his mid-late 30s. Finn Balor, same thing. Granted, nobody put a gun in Debbie's head and said, hey, keep these guys in NXT forever. But who do you push then? I mean, Sami Zayn, I think, has the potential to be one of the top baby faces in WWE, and not just by default because they don't have a lot of strong baby faces. I mean, he's got that kind of talent. We saw his run at NXT. It was a great run. I wouldn't say it was as successful as Daniel Bryan's, obviously, but for the NXT level, that was a, a great underdog storyline. And instead, now he's just doing regular jobs. Yeah. I mean, Chris been- Jericho, more or less, is... Right now, their second top baby face. Maybe even their, he might their be top there. baby face. Yeah, he might be their top. He's also 47 and going to be going on tour. So, I, I don't I don't know. That's the crazy thing. They have a lot of talented guys. But as far as the quote-unquote guy, that guy that we're looking for might not be on the roster right now. And at it least might not, not be in NXT either. Yeah, at least not the way this roster's structured and with the main roster booking. I mean, I went to MSG a, a couple weeks ago. Actually, last week for the WWE event, live event, SmackDown. Usos were getting cheered. American Alpha, crowd completely dead. Here's a team that was super hot in NXT, a lot of potential. Chad Gable is a dude that could be a main eventer. He's got that type of talent. He's had comparisons in the past to Kurt Angle for a guy who's had such a fast progression when it comes to Getting used to professional wrestling, becoming a professional wrestler, developing. He's been freaking awesome. And yet, do we see that? Do we see Chad Gable regularly featured along with his partner, Jason Jordan? No. Do we, do, are we given a reason to care about them 
No. It's because the rest of the tag team division is too weak. That's the issue. True, but how can nobody backstage look at Chad Gable, see his work in NXT, and go, hot damn, that's the dude that could be a main eventer. Now, I, I, I know size is working against him. Size matters. That's exactly what it is. But you know what? AJ Styles is a main eventer right now. Granted, AJ's a significantly bigger name than Chad Gable. Well, but, but I'm Chad just saying, Gable, you, have yeah. got, like, you have a guy like Chad Gable who is well-respected, who is highly, highly regarded by hardcore fans, is a guy that can go, who could hang in the main event scene just from an in-ring standpoint. And instead, he's just kind of languishing right now. I mean, Jason yeah, Jordan, I mean, too. They're just kind of there. Yeah, Cesaro, just kind of like there. Austin, yeah, but you could say that about, like, Austin Aries. You could say that about, like, Johnny Gargano. I mean, those guys can go, but that doesn't necessarily translate to what you want, either. Well, what WWE wants. But, you know, well, what, at right. least... Well, you know what, though? They're pushing, pushing Austin Aries because Austin Aries earned a well, title opportunity against Neville. He won the yeah. Fatal Five-Way at 205 Live, so... I think him and Neville will have one hell of a match if given the time. If given the time and the spot, I think they'll be all right. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, you know, that <laughs> that could be a match that's on the pre-show. I could see that being on the pre-show. I could see Ambrose versus Baron Corbin on the pre-show, unfortunately, and the SmackDown Women's Title on the pre-show, which would be a shame. But yeah, I can I, mean, I can see that. But you know what, though, it's a long show, and the pre-show's two hours. You might as well put some matches yeah. on there. The problem is, it seems like all the SmackDown matches are going on there. Oh, God. Well, yeah, the tag title match with the Usos well, and American Alpha. If they Alpha. even have that, which at this point, you know, nothing. I think they will. Done. I think they'll get everybody on the That'll show. That'll definitely be a pre-show match at this point. Yeah. Poor Usos. haven't been on the main card ever of a WrestleMania. Really? I don't think they have. Yeah, I mean, I'm, wow. I don't, I don't think so. I think 30. WrestleMania 30, they were on the pre-show. You're right, yeah. In Miami, they were on the pre-show? Yeah. Wow. I don't. We'll look it up. When did the Usos debuted? When in two thousand nine? I think. Might have been. Yeah, they've been they've been in WWE. They've been in since two thousand nine. Let's look it up. I'm gonna look up their Wikipedia and I'm gonna look up WrestleMania. I'm gonna just like word search WrestleMania. But in the meantime, yeah, we have Austin Aries versus Neville for the cruiserweight title. We got the women's title match where Alexa Bliss has to defend the title against every woman on the SmackDown roster, and who knows. Maybe that could be Nia Jax making a surprise appearance. Maybe it could be somebody else returning. Or it could be somebody debuting, such as Asuka. We will see. Mm. Mm. Who did appear on the MSG show. Which was a SmackDown show. Yeah, and she was pretty over. She looked great, by the way. She was so smooth in the ring. Well, smooth as far as looking like a real worker. But I don't know how smooth she was with Carmella and some of the other girls, if you know what I mean. She's... Yeah. A little bit above them. So, yeah. 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 Let's put it like that. Yeah. We have a triple threat match for the Raw women's title Charlotte Flair versus Bailey versus Sasha Banks. I still oh. think Nia could be added to this, even though she although got DQ'd after, on Monday. Although, after what we saw on Monday, we could have uh, Dana Brooke added as well. Oh, so, God. That's so. right. Because Dana Brooke flipped out on Charlotte. And the crowd went kind of mild, but whatever. Oh, man. Uh, can you imagine that? A fatal five way for a women's championship. Dana well, Brooke. the way well, they're doing enough triple threats and everything. They might as well. It's not going. I mean, it's not going to hurt. Man, I'm looking. It's a good the, way to take the title off Bailey as well, and not not have her get pinned. So that wouldn't be too bad. Man, I'm looking at this WrestleMania poster right now. <laughs> dear, dear God. I mean, I'm 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 just. I'm looking at it right now. AJ Styles is smack dab all the way in the back. 
and he's like shrunk. It's like they kept they. It's like they shrunk him. And yeah, they but we knew that the they had to do this, so you know. I mean, they shrunk him. Okay, they shrunk AJ Styles. All right, and he to the point where he looks like Hornswoggle when Hornswoggle was in three MB. Yeah, but at least oh gosh, but at least he's on. Hey, Becky Lynch isn't even on the pay per view poster, so that's right. You know, and she's a top star, so there you go. Oh man, why isn't Braun Strowman on the freaking poster? He doesn't even have a match right now. He's not even in the Battle Royal right now. At the moment, but he will be. At the, at the I would moment, assume, let's assume that comes down to Big Show and Braun Strowman, correct? True. Bro, Big Show's confirmed for the Battle Royal. Kurt Hawkins is confirmed for the Battle Royal. Mojo Rawley and Dolph Ziggler. Apollo Crews confirmed is for the Dolph Battle Ziggler Royal. Is Dolph Ziggler in the Battle Royal? Yeah. He should win it. They should just throw him a bone and let him win it. Dude, and it kind of looks like they're leading up to that. They're they have way. killed his character so badly. I know, but they keep badly. talking about it. I mean, Mojo Rawley even dissed him, saying about WrestleMania moments. They might as well just give Dude, it to the, the Northeast. Used, the Northeast used to be Dolph Ziggler country, and nobody cared about his match with Apollo Crews at MSG. Nobody. Is that because of Apollo Crews? Or, you know, and that's a guy who he needs to go back to NXT because... His talent is severely getting hurted, hurt from uh, hurted, hurted with hurted, hurted. hurted. Uh, it's it was a long night. I his had to rush home from work to be on here and uh, had some issues and got my car stuck in some snow. So yeah, you know, snow I sucks. did it all for you, Fred. All right, thank you. Did man. it all for you. Thank you. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if his talent is hurted, but his career is certainly <laughs> hurted. And and I think the problem is his character sucks. We don't know anything about him. We don't know what he is. He's no. just a guy that does some cool moves. He smiles. He's got a nice physique. That's he, he about it. He was a guy it. in NXT who really didn't do a whole lot either, unfortunately. And it was the same character, and they called him up, and, and just they didn't know what to do with him. Probably because Vince saw his physique and was like, God damn, we got to get that guy up. Look at his physique. <laughs> Look at the muscles. He could be the next Roman, right? Oh, nobody could be him, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what happens, yeah. How, how big is Apollo Crews? As far as weight, let's let's you know what let's look that I'm up. I'm gonna go two sixty five, and I'm not looking it up. Oh, two hundred forty pounds. Yeah, never mind. I was gonna say cruiserweight um, division, but not even. No, gosh, no, 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 no. Yeah, but yet, what happened to guys like Kalisto? And we know Sin Cara's deal, but like these guys were in the cruiserweight division for like a week and a half. What happened? In Maybe that division, the, I know they're putting on good matches lately on two hundred five live, and nobody's watching, and the crowds are dead for it for obvious reasons, but. Man, yeah, they there could be some more action. They could have some more guys, and it would be nice if they put it from seven to eight as opposed to ten to eleven. Because it is a pretty nice show to watch. It's an easy show to watch. I like it, but the crowd, the dead crowd, really hurts it. Well, the unfortunate part is you only have about eight guys that you rotate around. Uh, Grand Maltali debuted once, and I guess there were some issues, and he hasn't been back. Uh, Tajiri got hurt. You know, I don't know. It's going to be a tough division. It is, but you know what? They got the right two guys on top, and they're they're doing a great job. Aries and um and and Neville, Neville especially, man, he's doing a, a great job as as champion. Jeremy sure. Bowers says one possible match result that would upset me is at WrestleMania with Orton being Wyatt and Shane possibly beating AJ. Actually, it's technically two results, JB. But I'll give you that. Um, yeah, those are the other two matches. Shane McMahon confirmed. That he is going to face AJ Styles at WrestleMania. AJ Although, went AJ went crazy on SmackDown, put him through a car window, which conveniently had a camera in it, so we got to see a different angle. And then AJ was complaining. He technically was fired by Daniel Bryan. And then after Shane McMahon came out and said, AJ needs an opponent at WrestleMania. 
He's got one. And then Chris Lee Knows Best aired. <laughs> it was a picture of Todd Chrisley. <laughs> so I, I don't know if, if they're going to have Todd Chrisley versus AJ Styles or a triple threat match. If it's going to be Shane That'd be pretty Mc- cool. If, if maybe it's going to be Billy Ray Cyrus, AJ Styles' father, along with AJ himself, taking on Shane McMahon and Todd Chrisley. That'd be freaking awesome. Off topic real quick, who is Todd Chrisley? Because I haven't looked him up and I know nothing about this guy. So I'm just kind of curious. I, I I don't know. Do we have Alan Wu on the line? I thought we had Alan Wu on. He was calling in before. Alan, are you there? All right, well, we'll get back to Alan. He was calling because he had uh, his two cents about Chris Lee Knows Best. Uh, apparently, he is an avid fan of Chris Lee Knows Best. My mom actually likes the show. I watched a little bit with her. It's pretty funny. I got to say, I'm not a huge reality show guy outside of Total Divas. But, yeah, I don't know why he's famous. But he is he is hilarious. I got to say this, and he's a better promo than most of the roster. I'll t- I'll tell you that much. He's he's definitely a good talker. Okay, do you think the new day is gonna have horrible segments? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, let me Hopefully actually. It's not oversaturated. Yeah, let me get back to actually Jeremy's uh, comment here. Orton beating Wyatt. I wouldn't be a fan of that either. At the same time, though, you got to believe WWE probably feels like they owe Randy Orton, considering they put him in a position to have his head split open by Brock Lesnar's elbows at SummerSlam. <laughs> and, and and then they trotted him out to do RKO spots when he still had a concussion, which I thought was really stupid and unsafe. So this is probably his, his reward. And you know what? As much as I hate to see it, at the end of the day, you know, Orton's a great worker. He's the most over guy on, on SmackDown besides John Cena. Well, Actually, I shouldn't say that. John Cena and AJ Styles, as far as guys that are booked as faces, you know what? Full-time faces, he's the, he's by far the most over, as far as like actual true baby faces. And he was pretty over at MSG. He had a nice match with AJ Styles, which he won with an RKO, and AJ went for the phenomenal forearm. But at the same time, you do want to put some steam on Wyatt. He, he's, it's still early in his run. Maybe you do a deal where Luke Harper interferes, Tries to go for that crazy, uh, you know, spinning uh, lariat. Uh, Wyatt ducks. He hits Orton instead, and then Wyatt takes him out and gets the pin, or steals the pin. You could do that, and then you set up a Wyatt triple threat at the next pay-per-view. Well, what was the interview with Luke Harper where he said it was very frustrating being in the Wyatt family? Is that a shoot, or is that just part of story, or um, what's I going did, on with I did see that. I did see the headline where, it's, where he said, uh, you know, I felt like a backup dancer, but I didn't actually watch or listen to the interview and, yet, and, so... And just to know about Chris Lee Knows Best, we've had our friend Sky Doll Sky say it's a great show, and I had my friend Rob say it's horrible. So there you go. All right. All right. Is it, Do we have Alan Wu on the line, or is he still languishing in the ether? I think I think he's trying to talk, but we can't hear him in the background. Well, you know what? Just for fun, we're going to leave Alan in the background here in the event he is able to, to chime in. Okay, what do you think about the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? I think Braun Strowman will win. Yeah, I, I think Braun should win. Other than him, maybe maybe Baron Corbin would be kind of cool to see a two-time winner, but I see him winning the IC well, title. He already has a match, so I don't see that. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't see I, him winning the IC title, but I see him in You the, don't? Yeah. No, I don't. After all that buildup? Nope. They, they've done it before at WrestleMania. They build up a guy, and he just loses. I think that'd be a big mistake, though. I really, I really do. I know they need to protect Ambrose, especially if C- when Cena's going away for Hollywood after WrestleMania, and if AJ Styles gets drafted to 
Smack to not SmackDown to to Raw or trade it to Raw or something. Yeah, th- think about this: if Nakamura goes to Raw, if AJ Styles after beating Shane McMahon at WrestleMania goes to Raw, if John well, if when John Cena goes to Hollywood and does his Hollywood things because he's making a lot of money, who's left on SmackDown? Well, we would assume Roman or Seth goes to SmackDown. Let's let's assume that. Yeah, happens. but for the time being, before the draft, three months before the draft, who's it going to be? They're going to have Randy Orton. They're going to have Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt. They're going to have Dean mm-hmm. Ambrose, who's been really marginalized the last couple months. And I don't yep. know what it is. I, I swear, I think it's the curse of Dolph Ziggler. It's the curse of <laughs> Dolph Ziggler and that Stone Cold podcast that was just a horrible interview. And for whatever reason, Dean Ambrose in ring work started to get to a point where it was kind of average and his mic work hasn't been that great. And yeah, he's the intercontinental champion. He's over crowd likes him, but he, I, I don't know. I feel like he's in a holding pattern. I feel like somebody needs to slap him backstage. Vince McMahon say, damn it. I want you to be a lunatic, but not like a comedic lunatic. Like they need to make him more, I don't know, have an edge. I saw a video pop up on YouTube of one of Dean Ambrose's promos from 2014 after the Shield broke up, and this dude was dark. He was badass. You did not want to mess with this guy, and now he's just a dude that holds a belt. He has some pretty good matches. Crowd likes him. He's been around for a while, but he's just kind of—I don't know. He's you, just you, there. You, you can't take him seriously. You know, he's not. No, don't get me wrong. He's not Dolph. Okay, you get a, you get a headline a pay per view with Dean Ambrose at least once or twice. Okay, he's a solid title contender. You could put him in main events and stuff. I'm not saying you can't do that, but I just feel like there, there's an edge missing from his character, and I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because you know his WWE title run kind of died in a whimper. That that Dolph Ziggler feud really kind of put a damper on things. Nobody cared about it, and then before you know it, he was dwarfed by AJ Styles' greatness. I don't know. They they got to do something to get an edge. On, on Dean Ambrose. That being said, I don't know if I'd have him beat Baron Corbin because if you're trying to, if the goal is to make Baron Corbin a future world champion, as JBL touts all the time, he should not be losing to Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania. He should pin Dean, pin Dean Ambrose, win the IC title, and if he flops, which he very well could, then guess what? You can always give the title back to Dean. Unless you're Roman Reigns and they stick with you. I'm just. I see what you're saying, but you know he's going to have to lose the title anyway if he wins it. So he can lose the title and not really lose any momentum he has. I mean, in my opinion, I think I don't think he really has that much momentum right now yeah, anyway. You, well, that's what I'm saying. You could still put him in a few with Randy Orton if if Orton beats Wyatt. So it's it's not going to hurt you. It's really not. Well, I would want to. Well, you know what? Though? Baron Corbin come out and just beat up Orton on on SmackDown. Why not? Oh, you oh you're saying. Corbin yeah, loses. Yeah, if Orton uh, wins the title and Baron Corbin loses, Corbin can just oh be the pissed off guy who comes out, takes out Orton. Why not? Because I don't want to see for the fourth, fifth straight year the loser of a WrestleMania match become the next title challenger. I think it's like they'll be the fourth year in a row. We had it with Ryback in 2013. Um, we had it with Kane in 2014. We had it with technically. We didn't have him well, in 2015. Well, the Kane thing was a little different. Yeah, okay. Seth lost earlier in the night, and then he cashed in. But he technically still lost in 2015. And Roman got pinned, so he was the challenge. Okay. And then in 2016, we had AJ lose to Chris Jericho. And then the next night, he just wins the number one contendership. 
That's what I'm saying. You can it's do it again. Backwards. It doesn't matter. It's ass backwards. It doesn't matter. I, ma- I don't, don't like care. It. Wins and losses matter, Scott. It, I no, care. they don't. It's on booking. It's on WWE booking. Hey, there's guys. Alan. Yeah, it's on WWE booking. I mean, how many times have we said it a year from the year? It's not just for one little scenario. We've all been complaining about it. Hey, Alan, you just kind of popped in there. I like I like that, man. How long have you been trying to hack into our system? <laughs> for the last half hour or so. Yeah, sorry about that. The Yeti microphone setup. It was the USB cord. Alan I think that's what it was. His, he picks and chooses his spots. He's kind of like the boogeyman. Because he knows you were trying to trying to gang up on me, Scott. You know, you're trying to... So it's, I'm the one-man gang. Is <laughs> yeah, that what you're exactly. saying? Thank yeah, you, you're the one-man gang. You. You're the one-man band like Heath Slater. Oh, yeah. At least I have an in-ground pool. Actually, that, is, I don't. That, that is true. I don't. I don't. Oh, it's above ground. He's got kids. He's got kids. I have, I have a kid. A At least kid. one that I know of. Yeah. There's, there's a rumor that AJ could get traded to Raw and New Day traded to SmackDown. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I think what they should do is, because he's fired, they should have a stipulation where if AJ wins, he can get out of his SmackDown contract. Makes sense. Give yeah. the match a little bit more meaning. Yeah. Oh, man. Sky Doll Sky says, Dean sucks and is highly overrated. Yeah, well, she, he's she's over the top of... for the sake of over the top. I mean, I mean come on. Yeah. He's, look, he's, look, there's look, a point to it. I, I would... I will welcome the argument that Dean Ambrose is overrated because some of his in-ring work has not been that great as of late. I will not say he sucks. Yeah. He could still be a good promo when given good material. Mm. He's been in a lot of good to great matches. I don't know if you're you can, how you can be a bad worker if you've been in good to great matches, but you know what? I'll say this: a lot of the stuff that people pointed out that they didn't like about him, you know, too wacky. Some of the stuff look that he does looks very light, kind of soft. That's been more prevalent in his recent matches. I'll I'll give you that. That 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 I have noticed. I mean, I noticed that in the house show match they had a fatal four way with this. it was him, Luke Harper, Miz, and who was the other guy? Luke Harper, Miz, Dean Ambrose, and for the life of me, the fourth name escapes me. Oh, Baron Corbin, and. I'm not saying Baron Corbin's a great worker or anything. But you look at Baron Corbin, he looks like a bad dude when he's in the ring. You look at Luke Harper, bad dude when he's in the ring. Ambrose, a lot of his stuff was kind of light. He doesn't stand out. He doesn't and th- stand out. No, no, he stands out in a way. He stands out for the wrong reasons. His stuff looks light. And then you got the Miz, who's doing the Daniel Bryan kicks. And I'm kind a of. big fan of the Miz's work. I'm happy that he is officially wrestling John Cena at WrestleMania. Well, the inter- it's going to be an inter- mixed tag match. It's going to be Nikki and Cena against Maurice and Miz. I'm very happy that they have that opportunity. I think it'll be fun. But see, it's one thing to watch live on TV and say those those kicks look light. But then when you're there live, he's kicking those kicks so light. He kicked them so light to the point where Baron Corbin and, and the other guys just didn't bother selling them because they looked so light. I'm not saying kill yourselves, guys, but... I don't know. I've heard this from wrestlers too, so it's not just me being a non-wrestler saying this. You might want to lay it in a little more. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that's probably the biggest complaint I have about recent Ambrose matches. Some of the stuff just looks a little sloppy and looks a little too light. I don't mind erring on the side of caution and safety. I'm all for that, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just, again, the curse of Dolph Ziggler. The curse of the, the Stone Cold podcast. Who knows? We haven't had another Stone Cold podcast since the Ambrose interview. <laughs> so well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with the network. They they done away with JBL. I did not see that coming. 
Oh, The Legends of JBL. Yeah, that was a great show. I was just binge-watching that the other day, and they, they got rid of that in favor of Holy Foley and these stupid cartoons that nobody watches. Oh, well, what well. do you think about the show they did on uh, Monday night, the the quote-unquote reality show with JBL and Corey Graves? And, well, it was more, you know, of, like a fir- well, it was more of like their, their version of first take, ESPN First Take as opposed to... Yeah, Jamie Horowitz show. style. Jamie Horowitz, yeah. Yeah, the yeah the executive producer of Fox Sports One used to be the executive producer of ESPN when they had all those debate shows. Um, bring it to the table. That was actually the second episode. The first episode I didn't right. really like. I felt like they were burying the fans. This one, I think they kind of learned from the first episode where they said, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be too douchey to our own fans that are subscribed to this network and kind of have differing opinions, whether it was contrived or not. I mean, it was cool because Corey Gray, they were debating if... Shane McMahon should wrestle AJ Styles at Mania. JBL's like, oh, I'm all for it. And Corey Graves is like, no, I don't think he can hang with AJ Styles, which is an obvious fact. Now, it might just be them, you know, the producers in his ear saying, hey, you know, have a contrarian opinion. Or it might be his actual opinion. But either way, I think it made for a better show. Plus, they had the little snippet of the Kurt Angle interview that's going to be airing down the road. I'd, I'd give it a thumbs up. It was pretty good. It, it was very telling, though, that they buried Moro Ronaldo six feet underneath the earth for quote-unquote retweeting compliments too much. And then, <laughs> ironically, the next night on SmackDown Live, he was nowhere to be found. And allegedly, he was not held up because of the weather. He was just kept off the show. Which begs the question, and, if Moral Ronaldo isn't your guy, and, and he, mm-hmm. you're not a fan of some of his uh, analogies and other things, like Nikki Sawa and all that crap, why'd you hire him in the first place? I mean, I, mean, I guess show. Could, you know what, I mean, but he's he's got a couple years on his deal, I think. You know, it could be a case of, you know what, he, he commentated the Floyd fight. He's a relatively big name in boxing and MMA when it comes to announcing. He's hot right now. Bring him in. Could have been a, a simple case of maybe them wanting to also spite New Japan because, you know, he's on access and everything. And he did a very good job. And, you know, he is a talented guy, so maybe they wanted him and thought they could mold him. And, yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. I mean... Look, I think he's an awesome boxing announcer. I think he's an awesome MMA, MMA announcer. I think he was really good in New Japan. Um, WWE, I, I think he's been pretty good too, but I think it's also been a bit of a mixed bag. You know, he's not a he. He doesn't have the history of being portrayed as a dork like uh, Michael Cole or Tom Phillips or any of those guys like Byron Saxton. But I do feel like there are times where it sounds like he's trying to get himself over. You know, with the analogies and everything else, it just seems. Seems very forced. He's very knowledgeable. He knows the moves. He knows exactly what he's talking about. But there are times where I'm just like, okay, he's trying to get himself over. Or at least it's, it sounds like that. At the same time, if Vince McMahon's in the announcer's ears, he's usually in JBL's ear. So I I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. I, I could see Daddy B saying, you know what, Moro, we had a great run and we just want to go in a different direction. But, man, getting replaced by Tom Phillips... The FFer, oof. Tom Phillips is pretty good. Not gonna lie, he's pretty good. But I don't maybe know, that man. wasn't really Tom Phillips. Was it Tim Phillips or Todd Phillips, or is it Tom? Who, who could have been Mike Rome? Either way, no, Mike. No, Mike Rome's got the fresh haircut. Tom Phillips doesn't have, doesn't have that fresh cut. Mike, yeah. Mike, my man, Mike Rome's also got the nice beard combo and everything. He's Mike. To me, Mike Rome seems a lot smoother than than Tom Phillips. He also looks like the bastard child of Joel McHale of the soup, but. Still. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right, we spent way, too much, we spent way oh. too much time on, on Tom Phillips. Yeah. All right. We have Jericho versus Owen set for WrestleMania for the U.S. Championship. 
That should be an awesome match if given the time. Believe it or not, I could actually see Jericho winning this one. And we not if he's going away. I don't see it happening. Well, I think he's booked for Extreme Rules, so he could win wow. and lose the title at Extreme Rules. Real quick, I just saw a story that said officials might not be too happy with Alexa Bliss lately because quality of her matches have not been very good. Yeah, that was especially from... that match on Tuesday with Mickey James. So yeah, that was from Sports Kita. Um, I don't know how yeah. much stock I put into that story. I'll I'll say this just I'm... from a a normal person standpoint, a normal observer. If you're somebody that is a producer backstage and you monitor the in-ring progress of a lot of these superstars, particularly the women's superstars, and you look at Charlotte's matches, for example, Bailey's matches, for example, and then you look at Alexa Bliss's matches, uh, there's a clear distinction when it comes to talent level in the ring. Now, Alexa is a gorgeous young woman. She's a freaking awesome heel. She's got great facial expressions. She's got a lot going for her. But in the ring, yeah, she has been kind of sloppy, not all that great. The only person she's really had decent matches with has been Becky Lynch, who ironically is the, the best worker on, on the women's roster besides oh. Natalia. So, yeah, I, I, I could see maybe some people going internally going, yeah, she's she's not but that again, great you know, in the ring. The, but again, that women's division, except for, you know, Mickey James even when, you know, since she's been back, to me hasn't been as good as I think we thought she would be. Well, I just Unless, think it's again, a portrayal. I think, I think I think it's the crowd Maybe. kind of getting used to her being back, some mm-hmm. of the people not knowing who she is or not familiar with her. And, and just, you know, she was kind of thrown know, together. La- she was trying to throw, throw them together was. in a storyline with La Lucha. It was sort of a long-term storyline, but, you know, they didn't really give a huge background lesson on her. I mean, they did say she's a former Divas and Women's Champion. She did cut that promo, but they should have kind of shown a video package. Of all our accomplishments. The, I mean, this is one time I say they should steal from TNA and do the uh, use the country, you know, gimmick uh, as well. Uh, I think they should use that and incorporate that. Oh, oh, you mean the hardcore country? The hardcore country, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. That, that I would mean, be I don't cool. know if you can go that far, but yeah, why not? I mean, you know, mention that she's a singer or was a singer and, and you know, do some of that stuff because it's going to work. Well, it might work. You know? Well, who knows? Although, you know what? Elias Samson, a.k.a. The Drifter, a.k.a. Scott's favorite superstar and superstar that Alan has a poster of on the ceiling. At he least is, I'm not a Rosa Mendes fan. He is. Hey, I'd rather be a Rosa hey, Mendes hey, hey. fan than a Drifter fan. The Drifter yeah, is set. that se- body on the Drifter. He's going to be a champion. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Drifter. That was a horrible event, man. That was horrible. The Dr- Drifter oh. is potentially, most likely, going to debut on the main roster after WrestleMania. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't on the download fest. Oh, okay. For just to preface this, yeah, well, there's the a European lot of guys tour, the, the, the European tour poster for NXT did not feature the Drifter or Nakamura, which most likely means well, Nakamura. Well, yeah, but the Drifter's in a storyline right now as well. So yes, and he's gonna, and he's gonna yeah, week. and spoiler alert, he's set to lose a loser leaves NXT match against Cassius Ono, which means. We'll probably, which means we'll probably see the Drifter on SmackDown because, of course, SmackDown's going to get the Drifter while Raw is going to get Nakamura. And you know what? Makes sense. The Drifter plays a little bit of country music, which means the Drifter might woo Mickey James, which means Mickey James might join the Drifter's one-man band. You know, that actually wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> it really wouldn't be. But I thought the Drifter came back on TV as and worked as a different gimmick. Like two weeks later on the tapings, unless I'm mistaken, maybe it was a house show. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, yeah, yeah. you know hey, what? He's did still you... your boy. You're gonna get his T-shirt. And oh his album, yeah. So absolutely. I know you are. 
ton. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. JB says Mrs. Kicks are as bad as uh, Shane's punches. <laughs> All, you know what, though? Shane's punches w- did improve to the point where uh, he actually potatoed Chris Jericho at Survivor Series. And Chris yeah, but Jericho. If you saw the GIF that Jeremy, I believe it was Jeremy, posted of him, you know, uh, Phantom punching Randy Orton a couple years back. You know. Actually, it was in 2009, but yeah. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Man, well, yeah. his punches have improved, but Jericho said on his podcast that he actually had a stiff Shane because Shane was stiffing him too much with the punches. Oh, well, there you go. So I guess that, I guess that's some progress, right? Sure. Okay. That match actually, I think, is going to be a lot better than most people think. I mean, I know people are complaining AJ deserves better, but excuse me, you know, he's still going to be in a top featured match because it's Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to win, which is still better than being in the Battle Royal or some stupid tag team match that means nothing. So, you know, you look at it like that, it's not a bad spot to be in when you think about it. Exactly. Exactly. Let's see what else we have here. I said Cena and Nikki versus Miz and Maurice. Maurice cut a scathing promo on Nikki Bella talking about how Nikki Bella said she was going to negotiate with Maurice together. Essentially, the Bellas were were offered a deal for Total Divas along with Maurice, Eve Torres, Kelly Kelly, and Maria Canellis. And when they got their offers originally, they were like, eh. So they said, hey, let's negotiate together. Let's not accept this deal. And before you know it, uh, Maurice apparently rejected the deal because she thought they were going to ne- negotiate together because they're strength in numbers. And, well, the Bella Twins got the reality show deal. Got to be back in WWE, and the other girls were left in the dust. Now, there's been various you know, versions of the story told. Who's to say that the Bellas are really backstabbing? It could, it, you know what? It could just be a matter of you know, miscommunication or, or, or something else. Who the hell knows, man? Uh, but, yeah, Maurice went off. She looked like she was pissed. Obviously, this was greenlit by Cena and Nikki and the creative team before this made air, but... They are bringing a whole lot of reality or reality-esque things into this storyline. It's made for one entertaining feud. I would like to see them cut back on the word bitch. It's getting to the point where it's it's very formulaic. And in a way, it almost kind of sounds like Vince Russo booking. You know what I mean? With the women calling each other bitches. Like, once is enough. It's fine. We get it. We get it. Okay? Yeah, I had a discussion with somebody about this earlier that, to me... I would almost consider, I know it's John Cena and it's WrestleMania, but I would consider putting that match on first. It'll get the crowd into it, I think. That would be cool. And I, I do think the more we hear about Nikki Bella not getting married to John Cena, John Cena's never going to propose, John Cena doesn't want to have kids, blah, blah, blah. The more I think that, believe it or not, as private as a man as John Cena is in certain respects, I think John Cena could actually propose in the middle of the ring. I was just going to say that. I really could see that happening. Man. And then in classic WWE fashion, Nikki kicks him in the groin and walks off. That'd be hilarious, <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> that would be great. That would, that would be great. Oh, my God. Or if like somebody like freaking, I don't know, who would... Who, who's you could have the Drifter come out and kick John Cena's yeah. butt. And have, yeah, have the Drifter come out, kick John Cena's ass, <laughs> kiss Nikki, and walk away. That'd be great. Oh, my gosh, dude. Or you could have Dolph Ziggler do it. How great would oh that my, be? Oh, oh yeah, because he's your ex. Holy uh-huh. crap. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, oh, but man. Dolph Ziggler has no stroke no. and no heat. But I, I agree, happen. though. I could definitely see Cena doing that. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
We have Undertaker Roman, as we talked about before. Goldberg versus Brock, which is confirmed a couple weeks back. To go about three minutes, but, you know, Probably. Uh, Bray versus Orton. And, yeah, not a bad WrestleMania card. 12 total support. matches so so far, and I think they still have what, well, no, two or three. I, I, may, I named 11 oh, so far. The, the Wyatt, Wyatt versus Orton, Goldberg versus Brock, Undertaker versus Roman, Owens, Jericho, Cena, Nikki, Miz, Maurice, um, Raw Women's Title, SmackDown Women's Title, Cruiserweight Title, Oh, oh the tag titles I forgot to mention. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson against Enzo and Cass against Cesaro and Sheamus. This will probably be okay. Are we missing a ladder match, guys? They're mm. not going to do one this year, mm. I don't think. Because you have the U.S. title being defended, the IC title being defended. If they were going to do one, it would have been the Cruiserweights, but that's now a one-on-one match as well. True. Although, you know what? They haven't booked Corbin versus Ambrose officially yet. And if you wanted well, to get Corbin more guys Corbin did the challenge show. him, though. Corbin did challenge oh, yeah, him yeah. to WrestleMania. So. Now, I have an interesting... Now, see, here's... I think, Let me drift a little bit ahead Well, we'll real, WrestleMania. We'll, 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 real, we'll real quick. Andre Battle Royal, AJ right. versus Shane, and then presumably the uh, IC title match. Sure. So that's and, 12, uh, yeah. Oh, so I think they're going to add one or two as well. They're going to have to. Well, the SmackDown titles, that's 13. And who else uh. would be? what else would be left on there? You have to do something with the cruiserweights, I think, because it would just it would make sense. Maybe, I mean, could could you do a contract match, like a ladder match for them, even though it's technically like Money in the Bank? Just do like a number one contenders match on the pre-show that grab the contract because they need to feature those guys somehow, some way. I don't know, but you know what? I would, I don't know actually. Huh. Yeah, that I don't know. They they could do something. I'd probably uh, they'll probably just do like a like a giant tag match or something. I see like a like a ten man tag. Probably yeah yeah. That'll be your what five thirty match I guess something like that. Yeah, and they usually do it. Yeah, so. Well, I have a friend going down to WrestleMania, so we'll see. Cool yeah. cool. Now what what was your what was your drift, right. Scott? To the, well, pun intended. Uh, my drift. No, well, it's not about the drifter, but uh, how's about this for after WrestleMania? Because again, we're talking about the Triple H, you know, stable. So you can add the revival to it. So you have the revival, Owens and um, Samoa Joe, and AJ Styles coming to Raw possibly with Ooh. Gallows and Anderson and Finn Balor as the Bullet Club with the club. How, I could how see would you that. Feel about that, I could see that, but I don't know about Finn and AJ teaming together. I just, I think they're, not? I think they they need baby faces right now. Yeah, but they would be the they would be the baby face team. Oh, hmm. Well, yeah, they would have to be the babyface team versus Samoa Joe. Oh, yeah, that's Rock. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you could just break them up later on, you know, and, and you know, kind of like a shield thing, just break them up, whatever. But short term, why not? You want to get people interested in the product? That's the way to do it. Could you see the shield reforming short term to combat Triple H's stable? Forget, like, brand, like, you know, brand split, whatever. Can you see them... Reforming and maybe, and could you maybe see that in a way where the Shield could uh, kind of be like a temporary, you know, thing for Roman Reigns to maybe get him some goodwill from the fans? Yeah, until Dean and Seth turn on him as heels and they still get cheered. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it would, you know, unfortunately, now knowing what we think we know, I am very disappointed with World Rumble being in Philadelphia that I wanted to go to it, and now knowing that Roman's probably going to win again in Philly. Um, you never know. They could always have a... Well, you know what? They could always have a SmackDown right, guy a SmackDown win it, and then yeah, just have Roman win in the next pay-per-view. You, know? you think Vince is going to let a SmackDown guy win two years in a row? My goodness. They could. I mean, look. No, what they'll probably do is have like AJ Styles win it, 
and then at fast lane, Roman will beat him just to oh, you know God. piss the fans off even more. Aren't you the optimist? I am so optimistic. I tell How you. could you be? Look at what happened at the last two Royal Rumbles, three Royal Rumbles, right? Where are we? It's been all of, uh, except for uh, Roman Reigns, it's been everybody from Evolution. Triple H, Batista, Orton, and Roman. That's true. Yeah. Good good yeah. stat. Um, ROH seems to have lost a lot of talent lately. Oh, my God. You want to know how much talent they lost? Okay. Here's an undercover story. And by the way, I'm going to be having a few ROH guests in, in the coming weeks on, on TSC News Live on MNN2 as well as MNN.org and on demand right here on YouTube.com slash the Sports Courier. Uh, but they have lost a lot of guys. They are on the verge of losing Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Leo Rush left to sign with Evolve for now. Dalton Castle's contract is expiring soon. They lost Donovan Dijak. They lost Kyle O'Reilly, and at the they moment he's kind of he's kind of in limbo because uh, WWE was sent a legal letter by uh, Sinclair Broadcasting, the parent company of ROH, because I guess they were caught tampering, which is not good. So it looks like they've kind of not got cold feet, but are holding off a little bit on contacting some of these ROH guys right away because at the end of the day, Sinclair is a freaking huge corporation and it's actually bigger than WWE so you don't want to be legal uh, and they're about to buy Tribune they're about to buy the Tribune broadcasting company as well they're in the news coincidentally it's about to go through the FCC laxed it up and I I looked at the FTV live blog and they're talking about Sinclair and by the way the Sinclair producers they really like Trump they really gave Trump a lot of softball oh yeah yeah I saw that that. too so that's that's oh yeah that's one Sinclair has the money to make you know to sign these guys and they're just using Ring of Honor as just basically you know filler programming for their channels which kind of sucks because if they just decided one day to raise the Ring of Honor budget a little bit, which I don't think would affect their bottom line compared to all the other assets and programming they have. I mean, think of... But you know what, though? If you do get in, get into a little bit of a battle with WWE, it becomes an arms race and you are going to end up having to spend a lot of money. And maybe that's what they're afraid of. Or not afraid of, but you know, they just don't have the desire to do. It's like Strike Force years ago. Strike Force was this cool little promotion on Showtime and they, they drew down some nice crowds in San Jose and a few other cities and then all of a sudden they started competing with the UFC and it got to the point where the parent company was like you know what we have the money to pay Fedor and all these guys but it's really not worth it and uh, of course you know they got to the point where I think they were losing money and they weren't making their money back so they just said screw it let's just sell the UFC so yeah on one hand I would love to see Sinclair raise the ROH budget and have them compete more and keep some of these guys at the same time it could open a can of worms where it could speed up the potential demise of ROH at least as ROH as we know it but well, ROH has always been a stepping stone pretty much and that's the unfortunate part because they're pretty much like what number th- the number three promotion in the country behind WWE and TNA or Impact I, I don't know if I'd even put them behind TNA at this point I'd put, I'd put them in front of TNA the way TNA is right okay. now I mean in terms of Unless you're a big name or a somewhat big name like Alberto Al Patron, I can't see you making real money in TNA. You do have the potential, so, though, with R. You got to remember, as diluted as some people think ROH is right now, they still have TV. They still do pay-per-views. They still are profitable, at least to, to the best of our knowledge, or are doing well, well they enough. They do pay-per-views except for on the Dish Network. but that's Yeah, when freaking TNA sends legal letters because they can't feature the, the Hardy character that he invented, but it's their intellectual property. 
<sighs> my, my, my point is, you know, ROH still has some things going for it. It's got the relationship with New Japan. Now, that could change because New Japan's going to be running its own events in Long Beach, California, in, I think in July. And who's to say that doesn't put a strain on their relationship? Also, Zack Sabre Jr., not an ROH guy, an Evolve guy, the Evolve champion, currently in the, in the midst of doing some big things in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I would imagine a, ROH isn't a fan of the Evolve champion being prominently featured in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So a lot, a lot can change, but yeah, they've lost a lot of talent. They also lost uh, ACH, you know, Keith Lee, um, Cedric Alexander, Cedric Bruce. Alexander, Ciampa uh, a while back. Um, Michael Elgin, they they more or less lost. Michael Elgin's working for I think he's doing an evolve the evolve show in uh, Florida for WrestleMania. I mean, he's not full time with them. He's a New Japan guy. He's not an ROH guy anymore. Which still has the relationship with ROH, which is kind of weird. Yeah, so I, I came to you uh, what a couple months ago, and I said, "Oh, well, Elgin's still on," and you were like, "Dude, he hasn't been there in two years." Yeah, I mean, he's done on the, TV. Yeah, I mean, he did a few shows here and there, but he's not really an ROH guy. So yeah, they've lost a lot of guys. I feel like that's kind of an under, an undercovered story, you know. And it's, it, it's it, weird though because they still have Jay Lethal, you know, Christopher Daniels. I know it's you know just about fifty, but he's there. You know, Congratulations to Chris Daniels, there. by the way, for winning the oh, ROH awesome. title at. Right about on the verge of age 47. He's a former TSC news guest. He's a really nice guy, but he's been around for a long him. time. I got to see him perform in the late 90s at the ECWA Super 8. Really? When he so, had hair? Oh, yeah. No, he didn't have hair. He came out. That was the, the full, uh, full-on full Fallen Angel gimmick. Cool, cool. So, yeah, it was him. I saw, you know, Brian, Loki, yeah. Good oh. times. And, yeah, you have guys like Kazarian still there. And at the moment, Don Castle's still there, but... Who's to say he doesn't decide to, to leave if Duddy becomes calling or, or shows? Well, there's no guarantee interest. Bobby Fish is leaving, but I think it would be cool to see Red Dragon show up at WrestleMania, even though, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It, it, but it's, Adam it's, Cole's it's apparently, you know, he's pretty much in the, inside the building already, so they've but, wanted you him know, for a long time. I'm interested in seeing if some of these guys opt to pursue other options, though. You look, you look at a guy like Zack Sabre Jr. There's a part of me that thinks WWE didn't offer him a real deal. And if they did, it was probably a crappy deal because they weren't impressed with his physique. It looks like he's bulked up a little bit in, in, in recent months. But he's a guy that could have enhanced the Cruiserweight division. He was in the Cruiserweight Classic. And instead, he says, you know what? I got more to accomplish independently. For now. Does, does, yeah, for now. Does the independent thing. Does, does a great job in Evolve. Wins the Evolve Championship from longtime champion Timothy Thatcher. And then goes to Japan, does his thing. He's aligned with uh, Suzuki. And he's a guy that right now is being pushed as a heavyweight, not a junior heavyweight. So and, he's going to be doing all right. And I think at that point, maybe WWE wants him more. So it's you know more money in the contract. So he's a smart man. You, know, he you is. take a risk on yourself and you, and you do your thing. True, but also not everybody's Zack Sabre Jr. And I think he kind of had no. maybe some things in place just in case the CWC didn't work out. I mean, I, I don't know. Sure. Some guys get lucky too, but he's he's definitely one of the best wrestlers in the world. But if you're a guy like... I mean, if you're a guy like Adam Cole, I mean, is there any reason not to go to WWE? I mean, I guess the thing is this. It's weird. WWE has a, so much talent as far as like entering. A ton of talent. But... They're not great at using them on the main roster. No, they're, they're they're good to an extent, but as far as like the max potential or even remotely scratching the surface of the potential of a lot of these guys, it's not even close. 
Now, an Adam Cole could definitely enhance NXT. He could absolutely well, enhance NXT. NXT Kyle is going to need some thing. enhancement. There's well, no doubt. Well, I, you know what I could see, too? I could definitely see uh, Gargano and Ciampa kind of doing the similar storyline to uh, the Amer- the American Wolves, A. Edwards and Davey Richards, where oh, yeah. one wins the title and then they have the feud. But I think actually it'd probably be more like James Storm and Bobby Roode because I don't think in the American Wolves feud those one of those guys ever actually turned heel. It was just kind of like you know friend versus friend. Where, well, no, uh, Davey, well, in Impact now, Davey Richards is the heel for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm talking about their original storyline in ROH. Oh okay. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Sorry, the yeah. year one years ago, which TNA then copied with Storm and um, and Storm and Bobby Roode to an extent when they were beer money and then they broke up. I could see it like that, and I could actually see it being like the version that TNA should have had, where the babyface wins at the end, which unfortunately for James Storm. He, well, he won the feud. He never won the title in the feud, and that kind of hurt him for pretty much the rest of his career. That's a guy TNA. also who really needs to get back to NXT. I think as soon as possible. But he's under but, contract, yeah. and he's look, under contract, long, uh, and you know NXT. Well, the new Impact was the new Impact Authority. Let's just go with that word right now. Anthem. You know, they, they you know, spoiler. He's back to being the cowboy. So we'll see, you know, maybe he's going to be the quote-unquote face of that company coming down the road, so we'll see. Yes, yeah, so it's 2011 all over again, you know. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, the, to your point, guys, uh, yeah, ROH is losing a, a ton of talent, and the good news is if you're a fan of some of their prospects like Leon St. Giovanni, who's a good friend of mine, and uh, Will Ferrara, who's set to be on the show in a little while, um, you know, y- you may get to see them more often. You may get to see more guys featured. Maybe they do thrust Dalton Castle into a higher position. Maybe he eventually beats Christopher Daniels and maybe he decides, you know what? I'll stay here for a little bit, raise my value, have some awesome matches, continue my awesome act, and then in a year from now, WWE will want me even more. I can't see a Dalton Castle right now going to WWE. I, I just don't don't see that. And I think you're right, you know, I think he would be better off in Ring of Honor right now. Well, I think matter, Bobby Fish, I think the same thing. Yeah, well, you know, I think, I think Bobby it's Fish is a guy who they could use, but in the it's long up to run, the performer. I think, I think. it's up sure. to the performer. I think to use their judgment because at the end of the day, you look at it this way: it's money, money talks, right? Absolutely. So if they're getting, if some of these guys are getting low offers in favor of making more money down the road from WWE, yeah, it might be worth it. In the case of NXT, you'll be prominently featured, but at the same time. They really do have a lot of talent on the roster already that just they're not using very well. Well, you got to look at guys like Cody Rhodes and now the recently released Jack Swagger. You know, they got out. They could have stayed and collected their paychecks and just done what they're doing, but no, they wanted to go and you know, I'm sure they're making good money on the indies, but well, it's we not don't WWE know Jack, Jack Swagger is still too soon cuz he's he's under a 90-day no compete, but Cody is, Rhodes is doing I, great. When he's a guy who is, you know, part-time in Ring of Honor as well, but I think Jack Swagger, just for the fact that you can put former WWE world champion on his name, that's going to get him some money. It might not draw the crowd to Cody Rhodes would, but I think people would still go and see a Jack Swagger. True, but those guys... Absolutely. True, but those guys also had their WWE runs, whereas a guy like, you know, Don Castle, he doesn't have that kind of kind of exposure. No, it's going to be know, interesting. I would right, like but to you look, look at you know those guys, and but you look at those guys and you say, all right, well they have a, a brief run, but you know, is it really worth it for my career? You know. I mean, I, mean, I, th- I, th- right. I think you know what? I don't think it's a terrible move to ever go to WWE. You know, in this particular climate. At the same time, I would like to be in a world where a wrestling world where guys can say, you know what? WWE, thanks for the offer, but I'm gonna hold off for now. And and I guess technically that's what Kota Ibushi did. 
That's what Zack Sabre Jr. did. But those guys are special. Not everybody can can do that. But I would love to live in a wrestling world where there can be other promotions besides WWE that exist that can provide these opportunities. Now, TNA's still in business, but they're looking to cut costs. You know, who the hell knows where they're going to be in, in a year, no matter the, the, how much money the parent company's pumping in. Um, ROH, I mean, I think ROH will be around as long as Sinclair wants it to be, yeah. frankly. Um, Evolve has the relationship with WWE, so, they, you know, and Evolve has guys under some deals like Matt Riddle. Um, I mean, New Japan is going to sign certain guys. Get, See, I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. You know, we're looking 10 to 15 years in the future where WWE basically owns everything. I think eventually it's all just going to be under that umbrella. But, you know, for uh, the time being, I think, you know, like kind of what Cody Rhodes is doing, where, you know, sometimes he's on Impact, sometimes he's on Ring of Honor, sometimes he's in New Japan. I think that's great. And I think that these companies need to, to find a way to get together and do kind of like the old NWA in the 80s with the territories. You know, hey, maybe one week you see the Briscoes on Impact. Why not? I think that'd be great for everybody. I think it'd be and great. And I think it'd be great to, if they didn't, if Devantham didn't send legal letters to freaking ROH and screw up their pay per view well, buys. And, no, I understand. And that, I, I think, you know, especially but, because Fight Network, which is owned by Anthem, airs Impact and ROH. So you'd think you'd want to have some cross promotion there. But I know yeah. what you mean. I mean. In general, like, and I've been saying this for a while. And, and who's a guy that's been saying this for the longest time? Jim Ross. Jim Ross has been saying for the longest time. Everybody says he's out of touch. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Jim Ross is a smart man. Jim Ross yeah. has been on this show multiple times. Every time yeah. I talk to Jim Ross, hey, it would be in the best interest of all these companies to work together. But you know what they're doing that's actually the opposite of that? They're working, quote-unquote, together with WWE, a company that tomorrow could snap its fingers and go, you know what? ICW, uh, Progress... Yeah, we want to own the UK, so um, we're going to go head-to-head with you guys, and we're going to take all your talent, and we're going to pull all the UK guys from your show. And that's kind of what it seems like. They're, now, I don't you know, forgive me if, if we're talking about it, but that seems like almost to a degree what they're kind of doing with the uh, Pages families. Yeah, they're, they're running in Norwich. Venues. Yep. Running in Norwich what, a week, or I think a week earlier before their, their big show with Alberto El Patron and Rey Mysterio. Out of all the cities... In England, in the they yep. run in. You know, they run in Norwich, really. Which is a very small, you know, town compared to you know, Manchester, London. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. These promoters are. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get. It. I mean, I understand the attraction of WWE. I understand that the money that they that the you know they wave in front of you. I understand that you could possibly get distribution on WWE Network. And I guess look at it this way. If you're a promoter and your goal is just to make money, just simply to make money, you know, short term, I mean, hey, you know what? Take take the money, whatever. But if you're somebody that hopes to have a, a sustainable business, and, and promoting's hard, man. It's really hard to make money in promoting. Mm-hmm. But if you're somebody that actually has a sustainable wrestling promotion in the UK, in Ireland, that's doing well, while the scene's hot right now, you know, uh, I don't know if it'd be worth getting in a bed with DDB right now. Especially when they have a lot of these UK guys contracted. So if you're a company that's had Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate, you know, for years, and you don't necessarily do business with WWE, and WWE ends up pulling them and making them into big stars down the road, guess what? You own that tape library. Maybe five years from now, ten years from now, the tape library means something, and you can get a lot more money from WWE than you'd get from working with them and having them kill your territory. 
And what even happened to that German goalkeeper? Speaking of expanding the WB's influence in Europe, I mean, the getting the network in every other nation is a big deal. But oh, that like oh yeah, I know who you're yeah, talking about the I've, goalkeeper Tom, Tim Nice, Tim I Weiss, think, Tim Weiss. I think he, I think he actually left NXT. Well, you, he's not the only big German goalkeeper. I mean, there's that deal. Like, expand it. Get your influence. Get your influence. Get it down there. There are a lot of athletics people. You have the WWE going on every nation that you can list off of in Europe. As soon as WWE gets that money together, the uh, first objective is get as many libraries as you can. The next thing is, you know, get those stars hyped. Get that farm system. Right. Get that I mean, European system up. But at the same time, it might be oversaturation, and it depends, too. I mean, who's to say when they do that UK TV taping in Norwich if they're going to get a TV deal? They may end up having an error on the network because they won't be able to get a TV deal there. Now, mm. what's interesting is ITV, which is one of the biggest channels in Europe right now, or in, in England, is doing a deal with Anthem to have a new British wrestling show that features a combination of the new world of sports stars and TNA stars, which is interesting. Um, I'm kind of surprised that what culture pro wrestling hasn't gotten picked up for TV. They're spending a lot of money to fly the, some of these American guys, some of these big name guys like Cody Rhodes and Kurt Angle. They put a lot of their content on YouTube, which is a pretty cool concept, uh, but not one that you know is conducive to paying the bills, so to speak. I mean, YouTube can make you money, but um, it is yet, I, I've yet to see it fund a wrestling promotion, put, put it that way. So definitely going to be interesting to see what happens there. But all i got to say is I definitely need to take a Euro trip. I definitely need to emulate some of the things that I saw in the movie Euro Trip, one of my guilty pleasures. And I That's definitely. It's a great movie. It is a great, great movie. And, and you know why it's a great movie? Why? Because Scotty doesn't know. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And for <laughs> and any Matt kids, Demon's in it too. Keep and that for, in mind. And for any kids that that don't know this movie, just watch it. It's just it's one of those movies that it's that ne- it's never going to be. Don't watch it with your parents though. No, don't watch it with your parents. It's never going to be confused <laughs> with Citizen Kane or anything like that. Okay, or Moonlight. But this is just. It's just an awesome movie. It's a movie. great movie. It's it a grows great... on you in time. Yes. It absolutely does. Yes. yes. It is a great movie that grows on you, and it'll make you want to be like me and go to Europe and have your own Euro trip and also go to uh... every freaking major wrestling show in Europe. I would love to just take a Euro trip, go to Rev Pro, go to ICW, go to WXW, go do all that you, stuff, go to OTT. You, just, you want to go to East Germany and you know let them watch us they build the train. Is that it? Well, Eastern what? Europe, whatever it was, yeah. Anyway, you don't remember that part? I don't. Oh, they when they built the train. When when they're in Eastern Europe, when the, when the the truck driver drops them off in Eastern Europe and he says, "Oh, is there a train?" He's like, "Oh yes, yes, they're building it right now." Oh, you know, <laughs> no. Remember they have a nickel and it co- it's like worth a million bucks over there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway I, kids, I tried. I moral of the story: Sorry. watch Euro Trip. All right, John Gross says, "What's up, guys? How are you all?" I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Been watching some some good wrestling. Been binging a lot. Been playing uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, taking my time with it. Although I gotta say, the Nintendo Switch it does feel a little cheap. I'm kind of pissed it doesn't have more games. But our webmaster Eugene served as the guinea pig for the Wii U last time, so I agreed to be the first person to buy this generation Nintendo console this time. Worst comes to worst, I can always let Alan or uh, Eugene borrow it if I don't end up playing it anymore. But well, I, I like right. the Vita too. Thanks, but there's a serious question about the Switch. Literally, do you have any issues holding onto it? The controllers analog sticks. I think that was an issue I overheard that people can um, hold onto the controller very well. I'll say this: the controller 
I don't want to call it terrible because I was able to use it because it comes with like a grip if you're playing like on TV. But compared to the Xbox One controller, compared to the PS4 controller, um, it's by far the worst controller. I mean, by far. Now, I don't know about the Wii U. Cause I don't, oh, technically, I inherited my buddy's Wii U, but I've never touched it. I just kind of have it in my collection. Um, so as far as like the current generation of consoles, it's by far the worst controller. I'm sure the Steam controller is better than whatever they get they give you with this. I mean, the joy the joysticks feel very cheap. It's 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 all right. I don't know. I think for me because I play so many games and because I have three different systems that I play at you know whatever time, it's kind of annoying sometimes to go from the PS4 controller to the Xbox One controller to the Switch and then if I play on PC with keyboard and mouse, I mean it's first world problems. I know, but. Uh, yeah, we gotta, the, yeah, we gotta wait until the E3 comes out, some more games come out. But in, in terms of that, the, the but you know what? Are, but yeah, I'll right. say this: the Pro Controller is an absolute ripoff. <laughs> but you know what? It, it's it's. I'm sure it's a hell of a lot better than what they give you right now. The Joy Cons, it's it's all right. I mean, it, it's okay. It, it, it's okay. Also, the the Nintendo fandom is is kind of creepy. It's almost as creepy as like Roman Reigns, like hardcore fans that get pissed off when you just make an honest criticism it's just yeah some yeah. some people are just weird like you say one bad thing about breath of the wild and then they just want to kill you mm-hmm. or spear you and give you a superman punch which i i'm not a you guys want some of. uh cool and since you guys are talking about games and you know i don't really do games you want some cool nxt news from tonight yeah do it do it all right in front of 350 people nxt live event they had dory funk jr come out to do an in-ring interview Interrupted by Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler because, because. Hey, Steve Cutler's <laughs> a Jersey guy, I think. Steve so. Cutler is a Jersey guy, yeah. yes. Um, but long story short is they ran, you know, ran Funk down for not, never helping them one bit. Hideo Itami comes out, makes the save, hits the GTS on Blake and says he is back in NXT. He did this last week, came out as a surprise in front of, you know, 200 fans at one of their local shows. So he's back. So that's some good news, a boost for the uh, roster of NXT. Hopefully he can stay healthy this time. He should just get on mm-hmm. 205 Live. I know he'd probably not do he much really on 205 should, Live, yes. but you know what? It's better to be on 205 Live than to be languishing in NXT against uh, Riddick Moss. They had some very interesting matches uh, on this show, for sure. Well, very say it then if you're talking about well, it. I will talk about it. Fine. We had uh, Cassius Ono defeat Dan Matha. Dawkins and Montez Ford defeated Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli. Uh, Patrick Clark defeated, uh, not even sure who that is. Some guy. We'll just go with that. Okay. Tony Lokanen defeated Kona Reeves. Ember Moon, Macy Estrada, and Aaliyah defeated Mandy Rose, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce. Austin Aries defeated Tony Nese in what's probably going to be the match of the night. Johnny Gargano defeated Dash Wilder, and the main event was Ty Dillinger, No Way Jose, and Liv Morgan defeating Sanity. Wow. Looking at the pictures of this, it looks like it was in one of them pop-up wedding tents that you see outside in the summertime that they put a ring in. I know (laughs) NXT does this a lot. I know they run these small venues, but, you know, we were talking about guys, you know, not wanting to go to uh, WWE, and their schedule is brutal, to say the least. You know, maybe doing shows like this in front of these small crowds isn't the way to go always, you know? I know, you know, a lot of guys like Zack Sabre and those guys sometimes will wrestle in front of smaller crowds, but the schedule is not as brutal. It doesn't, 
you know, I don't think the schedule's that, that brutal for NXT. They're, they're in Florida mostly. Well, for NXT, it's not. But, yeah. you know, you're still on the main roster. You're still at the performance center. You know, we've talked about this in the past. About, well, you, you know, know what, though? It is, it is. Do, you know what? Depending they, you know, on muscles and depending, You know what? Depending. Yeah. Depending on, like, your how high you are on the totem pole. Yeah, you have to perform. You have to be at the performance center practically every day and, and bust your ass. So yeah, in, in that sense, it's you know, it can be a grind, especially if you're somebody that thinks that they should be on the main roster already. Now we know who. What like Bobby Roode's not there. Austin Aries isn't there. Uh, there was a couple other guys who aren't there. But I'm I know sure Riddick is there. Should, correct. What? Uh, Nakamura goes to the performance center, right? Because he's still working on promos. I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah, but I'm sure he's not. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's participating in every single. Dr- I mean, you never know. Maybe he's he probably is. Probably there a lot. Maybe he's helping. Maybe he's learning. Whatever. But yeah, I don't think you got to I mean, teach Nakamura. But we okay. Let's see if there's anything else we want to go over before we head on out of here. Um, Lucha Underground's on Netflix. First two seasons. That's cool. Um, the only thing is, I I didn't see it categorized under sports, which I think is a pr- uh, mistake. Also, no episode descriptions, which I think is kind of stupid. Maybe it's because they wanted to avoid spoilers. Also, pretty stupid. But at least Lucha Underground is now bingeable on U.S. and Canada and Netflix. Unfortunately, not for the U.K. Sorry, kids. And I don't think on Latin America either, which is uh, not good considering it's, you know, a, a Lucha show. Uh, okay. Anything else want to talk about here? You can talk about the Performance Center this week. Yeah, we you had like some. Talk about that. Yeah, we had some WWE tryouts and drills. We had the Stardom champion Shirai. She was working out there. Uh, I. It looks like they want to sign her. She she's a cor- according to the Observer and other analysts, she's one of the the best women in the world. I've seen a little bit of her. From what I've seen, she looks badass. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not somebody that's really sought out stardom you know i've got a lot of stuff i have to watch uh, on a daily basis but uh, i do keep up with the news as far as like who's hot who's you know popular highly regarded and from what i understand she is very highly regarded and along with her her colleague uh, well former colleague Kyrie hojo who got who got signed uh, last month looks like she may get signed so that's good for her if she ends up getting signed but probably bad for stardom because if she's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world, if not the best women's wrestler in the world, it's never a good deal to lose your top star. And as far as anything else, I wanted to go over here. Um, oh, lastly, right here. Not lastly, lastly. I said last. Did I say lastly? I, no, you didn't. I just like to make corrections for some okay. reason. It sounds kind of similar, yeah. doesn't it? True, true. Yeah, I it. went to WWE MSG last weekend with my buddy Candice. I know Julian Cannon was there too. I will be uploading photos of my MSG experience on Facebook.com slash the Sports Courier. Was a fun show? John Cena. Nothing like a John Cena entrance. He faced Bray Wyatt. Lost via low blow when the match was restarted to no disqualification. American Alpha, kind of sad to see nobody caring about them right now. We had the Fiddle 4 match for the IC title, as I mentioned before. Ambrose ended up winning that one. Poor Miz took the pin for that. Um, Asuka wreaked havoc in eight-woman tag and got the win on Carmella. She looked great in the ring. I'd like to see her be called up. I know she was originally pegged just to stay in NXT, and it might remain that way for now. Um, as far as any standout mat, really standout oh, matches. Brock Lesnar was there, right? Oh yeah, Brock Lesnar. How could I could forget. Brock Lesnar was there. He squashed Kevin Owens. It was sort of a squash. It was a tale of two matches. 
Uh, Kevin Owens blindsided Brock, put his shirt over his head, hit him with the cannonball. Actually did a swanton bomb on Brock Lesnar, which was a sight to see in MSG. And then Lesnar kind of woke up and said, okay, I'm going to suplex your ass. So he did that several times. Hit the F5, got the pin. It was cool to see. Randy Orton and AJ Styles, they wrestled more of a Randy Orton-style match than an AJ Styles type of match. But really good match. And I'll tell you this. Randy Orton is such a great worker. I don't want to hear people call Randy Orton overrated, whatever. If you want to call him overpushed, okay. Overrated? No. The reaction this dude got teasing a superplex in 2017. Teasing his RKO. The draping DDT. He just... His timing is impeccable. Okay? This dude, whether you like it or not, is one of the greatest performers of all time. And when a guy like Daniel Bryan, on Talking Smack, where he's always honest, says that he believes Randy Orton is the best wrestler he's ever been in the ring with, or most talented, mm-hmm. gifted performer he's ever been in the ring with, that's mm-hmm. saying something. So if you ever see Randy Orton live, or if you have a chance to see him live, go see him. Just look at the little things this guy does. Okay? You may disagree with how much he's been pushed throughout his career, but as a worker... Top notch. AJ Styles too, of course. We already know that. But and, and Randy he knows Orton how to start notch. a fire. So what? <laughs> and he knows how to start a fire. That is true. And not get arrested for it. And not get arrested. Amazing. He's in New York City, the biggest city in the U.S. Not a cop to be found. Exactly. So weird. Exactly. <laughs> Lastly, let's go to some uh, comments here. Roly Poly. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. JB says, I wonder what Cassius Ono will do at TakeOver. Well, hopefully he'll be wearing better tights than he wore against Bobby Roode when he lost. He needs to, he needs to wear pants. Well, I don't want to fat. To no, be, I don't want to make fun of the guy's weight. I know he's gotten better as to he's be gained fair, a little weight, but that was tough to watch. Man. To be fair, though, he is losing weight, and he did draw on the indies despite looking the way he looked on NXT. Oh, wow. So, you know what? Let's give credit where credit's due. It looks like he's losing weight. Um, you can mask it with outfits. I think I think he's doing. I think he knows the deal, though. I think he is losing weight. It looks like he's he's. I've seen some pics of him sure. in recent NXT shows. It looks like he's slimming down. So, let's give credit where credit where credits due. So and he's absolutely. he's doing his thing, but I, I don't think he should have lost to Bobby Roode his first match back. Not the way they did the match. No, they they should have had more sympathy on Erno, have him like almost beat him, almost beat him, almost. And they did it like once or twice, but it was just like, eh, Bobby Roode hits his DDT, and that was that. Yeah. I don't know. They gotta make they they gotta find NXT or um, TNA Bobby Roode in there somewhere because NXT Bobby Roode's kind of boring. But it works. I mean, the glorious thing works and the, his mic stick works. But I don't know in the ring. I mean, he's. I I still feel like we haven't seen the. I don't know what it is. He's safe. He's safe. You know, he's older. He's safe. He. You know, I think he knows he's going to be called up eventually, and he doesn't want to risk an injury. He's safe with what he does. He's good at what he does. So you know. Yeah. Why not? True. I mean, put it this way, there's not a whole lot else right now NXT has, so it's not like they can say, well, we don't like what you're doing and, uh, you know, we're going to take, you know, we're going to do this and this because they don't really have a lot right now. They're not yeah. very deep. Until they get Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Oh. Okay. One step at a time. Um, Terry Allen Jr. says that he is going to uh, take out Alan Wu's kneecap. I don't know why he said that. Terry, why would you, you say that about Alan Wu? Come on, man. Alan's a nice guy <laughs> mo- most of the time. <laughs> Hey, do that in my biking days. Uh, that'll be a relief. I can finally get off the bicycle. I've been an addict on it. 
Check out the decaps. Like that. That. Uh, by the way, to all our viewers, uh, Monday Night Raw is in Barclays Center for the 20th. So um, commenters, uh, if you're going over there, let us know what the scene is like. Uh, pass on some videos and some photos to us if you can. Uh, can't wait for that one. The 20th, Barclays Center in Brooklyn for the tri-state area, folks. Oh, yeah. And before we go, once again, for those that just joined us, TSC News is debuting on television starting Thursday, next Thursday, March 23rd. And from that point forward, it's going to be every Thursday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you are in the Manhattan, New York area, you can catch MNN2, TSC News on MNN2, on Fios 34, RCN 83, and TWC 56 1996. Now, if you're like most people that are watching and listening to this right now that aren't based in Manhattan, have no fear. You can watch this show live on MNN. Dot org just mnn just click mnn.org and then you just click on the mnn2 link we are on the mnn2 channel their lifestyle channel and if you happen to miss the live broadcast that's okay because you can still watch on demand on mnn.org or right here on youtube.com slash the sports courier we got you covered first episode is going to be a nice look back at some of our most memorable interviews in pro wrestling and episode two, we're hoping to lock down Will Ferrara of Ring of Honor as well as a couple other special guests. So stay tuned. But that's all I got for you guys today. My, my cat is roaming around. He's, he's bumping my mic. So I'm, I, th- I think I'm going to feed him right now. But thank you so much for joining us. Scott, Alan, anything else before we go? Mm, as long as I know it now, this means that uh, I can cash my checks. That yeah. you're going to be on Eminem too. Yeah. So. M N M N N Manhattan neighborhood. M N N. Yes. Okay. Yes. M N N. Try 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 yeah, say okay. that a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And Congratulations you know, on that again. Yeah. Thank you. It's a big yeah, deal. Definitely. That's a huge deal. We love. Pay, I love that public access cable. It's a very important tool for everybody who's uh, like myself. I'm tired of watching the sports networks during the day. The Jamie Horowitz programming. I I know where my uh, Brooklyn uh, brick channels are. So uh, make sure you get on that. Congratulations again on that, Fred. Thank you. And quick note too for Oli Poli talking about Assassin's Creed Unity. I have Assassin's Creed Unity. I need to play that some more. I think I bought it for like a dollar, honestly, on a, on a sale. Um, we're still going to be doing gaming content, youtube.com slash TSC Gaming. Over the weekend, I'm going to try to get a first impressions video up of Mass Effect Andromeda. I did download the trial on EA Access. If you're an EA Access subscriber on Xbox One or on PC, you can actually play the game five days early. And then after the fact, you could also play it for, for 10 hours. So... Stay tuned for more gaming content, youtube.com slash TSC Gaming. Other than that, folks, I'm going to get on out of here. I got a long, busy weekend ahead of me, as does Alan and Scott. Until next time, everybody, Woo! as always, take care. Please like and share. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, enjoy the matches. Woo!